episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based up. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today I have John Radman with me. John is the, the founder and product owner at AskBosco.io and he's going to explain what that is. So welcome, John, and please elaborate a little on your background as well as the company that you founded. So thank you for having me. And um, yeah, so I've been working in uh, marketing technology and digital marketing agencies for the last um, 20 plus years. We'll just keep it to that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm old enough to have both my vaccines. Um, but um, we basically, I've always had a challenge a lot of clients always challenged uh where uh, where where can i spend my next pound has always been a sort of challenging question which channel should i invest in uh and that's quite a difficult question to ask a lot of agencies and marketing teams have um always thought well um we'll, we'll get a test and learn budget and we'll just do that and i've always thought well with the availability of data now um we should be able to do a better job than that so uh, 18 months ago, I set a business up with one of the founders of Skyscanner, so mm -hmm. the uh, fl online flight booking engine, um, and we were determined to enable um, agencies and marketing professionals uh, to be able to forecast where they should be investing their money across all their channels. Uh, a bit like Skyscanner pulls together all the data for the flights, we were going to pull the, together all the data from all your channels and help you predict where's where's the best channel for your business. So we started on this journey 18 months ago. We're now um, nearly 40 people across the, the UK. So we've got head office in Yorkshire, up in Leeds, and then in London. And we've also got an office, a development team over in Prague, uh, in Czech, and then a data science team out in Melbourne. So, uh, and we help people organize their data uh, and predict the future of which channel to invest their money in. That's quite an achievement you, you, you have there. You know, it's 18 months, 14 people, different offices. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, and I suppose um, we've, um, a lot of that's been led, I suppose, by client growth and client demand. And uh, I would say, um, we, it's not the first time we've done this and, and we've, we've taken a lot of lessons learned, uh, both good lessons and bad lessons mm -hmm. of, of having of having done this before uh, so that we can scale up in, in the right way. And um, there's definitely a demand out there for having a centralized single view of all my channels, mm -hmm. even if it's just the, the single view of all my channels on one app in my pocket. Um, and that's not something historically the CEO or the FD have had visibility of. They've maybe had to request a spreadsheet from the CMO or the head of digital who gets a report from the agency. And by the time they've got all that, it's already out of date. So um, it's, it maybe has been the privilege of big companies like the Vodafones or the Dells who've got massive big agencies. But for your normal company, spending $10,000 a month or 10,000 euros a month on media. They've not had the, the privilege to have access to this level of, of data in their pocket to help them make better decisions. So no, we, we, we have grown, we have had a lot of investment. So it, that has enabled us 
uh, to recruit ahead of the curve. Um, uh, but the product is now launched. It's live. We're getting some excellent feedback from people who are testing it and using it in anger. Uh, and um, yeah, we're, we're excited about the future. Good stuff. Good stuff. Before we dive into this data and how data can help you to forecast your marketing performance bands, et cetera, per channel, you first need to explain me where that name came from. Ask Bosco. Ah, good, good. Very good question. So, uh, so the, our parent company is called Modo 25 and that's the sort of, we, we have a, a an in-housing agency that sits along this because I was always in the past, I bought technology from people who just build technology and they hadn't necessarily thought about the problem they're trying to answer. So we've got a team of practitioners who help people in-house their digital marketing and then use our dashboarding and, and marketing intelligence platform to keep an eye on all that. So that's sort of one side of the business. The reason that's important, so Modo and Modo 25 is named after uh, a Ugandan orphan. So we do, I'm involved in a charity bike ride where we're cycling from the UK to Sydney over 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're raising loads to about between 100 and 200,000 euros uh, a year to help fund 280 kids, to get them off the streets, help give them an education in clothes and food and stuff. Um, and I and I met Bon, uh, the founder of Skyscanner, on that bike ride several years ago when we were cycling from Paris to Geneva. We're now sort of into Asia and cycling across Asia. Not at the moment, but we will be going back hopefully later this year if mm-hmm. we get the chance. But um, so we were trying to come up with a name for the business and we were like, we could call it predictable or probable or the sort of usual sort of agency names. And I was like, well, we're definitely going to be doing stuff for the kids in Africa. We're going to donate a percentage of our profit to the kids in Africa. Why don't we name it after something to do with one more child, which is the name of the, the orphanage? So we decided actually we're going to name it after one of the children. And Modo seemed like we went through all the names and we had to look at which name were, didn't have any negative connotations to being connected with dictators and things. But <laughs> Modo, Modo seemed to be the easiest name to remember, the easiest name to sort of spell. It looked quite good in a logo. We couldn't get Modo.com, which was a frustrating. So but because of the connection with Ride25, the cycling holiday and company and adventure company, we thought we'll call it Modo25. And then Bosco is the name of the gentleman who runs the orphanage. So Bosco provides the vision, direction, and I suppose guidance uh, for Modo 25 or for Modo. So we thought, well, that's a really nice connection and, and just puts that sort of purpose through the roots of our businesses. We're not just for profit. It's more about uh, people and purpose before profit, really. I love it when people do that. So that's that's actually uh, I didn't know that. So I'm I'm glad I asked. And and it, it's a great. Oh, I thought you I thought you'd set me up for a perfect answer there. So no, 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 I did not. I did not. So it's probably on the website. I didn't didn't look at it, but it came. You know, I was just wondering where that name come from came from. And it's it's also it's a, it's a nice name. It's not like a digital something name that you would expect in this in this line of business so it's actually some something that people will remember and it's and and together with the explanation you know that's a, that's a great name to have as a for for the business oh well thank you yeah to, today we're we are going to talk about how to forecast your marketing performance and spend per channel and i think that's a pretty big problem that a lot of marketers online marketers have because in my opinion and my experience 
a lot of marketers tend to look back um, and it's very hard for them to look forward or to predict what to, what yeah, well basically where to put their dollar pound euro or whatsoever um, and um, you can you can probably shine a light on where we should and how we can predict on where to spend that dollar. Let's take a minute to thank Vidyard, the sponsor of this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. As you know, we're big fans of Vidyard. Vidyard is an easy to use yet powerful video solution that makes it easy to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others and track their performance. Whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. The solution is built for business with strong analytics, integrations with top enterprise tools and customization options that answer your unique needs. You can upload or create marketing videos and embed them into email campaigns, landing pages and blog posts to generate and engage more sales-ready leads. You may use interactive video elements and video personalization to boost viewer engagement, accelerate the buyer journey, and convert viewers into pipeline. You can record your screen, webcam, or both, from product demos to customer testimonials to live-streamed Q&As. Anyone can create their own videos in just a few clicks. You use video analytics to measure how each video impacts revenue and how they perform across your website, email marketing, YouTube, and more, all from one central dashboard. Sign up for your free Vidyard account today by going to vidyard.com slash marketing guys. That is vidyard.com slash marketing guys. And just like you guys, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all these promo codes on podcasts, so they are making signing up as easy as possible with no promo code needed. Just go to vidyard.com slash marketing guys to start using Vidyard completely free. And as a bonus, get their 2021 B2B video trends guide for free. Um, how, where, do, where do we start? So where do marketers start when they would like to start forecasting on marketing performance? Well, I suppose we used to always say there was only one place to start and that was you, need to, you do need to look back a little bit to understand your channels and, and potentially understand your acceptable cost of sale or cost per acquisition or return on ad spend that you're willing to optimize to. And I think historically that was always the case. So, um, but what we wanted to do was build a tool that could hopefully or does help you predict what your future performance will be in a channel that you've never even advertised it. So I, I sort of to take a step back, I believe over the last 10 years with the sort of acceleration of performance marketing, in particular sort of pay-per-click and Google shopping and things, we've all become a little bit biased. And that's biased through a knowledge bias. That's the channel we know the most about. That's the channel most retailers know the most about, most agencies know the most about. And that's also, I suppose, the channel that um, uh, is the best performing. But actually, is that still the case? And if I was a CMO or CEO, how do I know which other channel should I be investing in? 
with any accuracy. So that was sort of where we set off. And I also sort of chuckle to myself sometimes is as having run agencies in the past and every meeting you ever go to with Google, some the at some point in the part of the meeting, the, the, the question will be, well, we need to buy more Google clicks. We need to spend more money on YouTube. You always, the answer is always spend more money. Um, and that would be the same if you went for a meeting with Facebook and said, where should I invest my money? They would say, hey, invest it with Facebook or Instagram. Uh, and I think you're never going to get a, a channel agnostic, um, platform independent view. So that's what we wanted to build. So how we did it, we basically, so there's two parts to Bosco. There's a Bosco Pro which enables people just to type in their URL, put in a few budget constraints uh, and category constraints and targets. It then goes away and looks at multiple third-party data sources and says, right, based on what we can see that you're doing, these are your competitors. It then scores you against those competitors and gives you like a Bosco index. So we've indexed all these websites and given them a score. So it's similar to what used to be the Hitwise score that Experian did. That's now no longer. So we've given everybody a new score. And that covers your organic visibility, your paid performance, and also your visibility, if any, on marketplaces. And then what we do is we split down and say, well, based on your budget, we think you're spending your budget like this. And this is from the outside in. And then... What we can see in terms of keyword uh, availability, market availability, keyword overlap versus your competition, and the target you're aiming for based on your average order value in your budget, we think these are the channels you should be spending in. And it will give you a split. It will recommend a channel split for you. Um, and that's from the outside looking in just with a URL and a category. Then the other thing we can do is we can then also and tell you sort of what is the maximum potential for your website in that category. Uh, and it will then say, this is roughly how much you should be investing and then give you a channel split by that. So that's that's gone down really well with lots of different retailers. But some people were like, well, John, that's all well and good, but you're using third-party data and then you're taking that data and then you're connecting it to the Google API, the Amazon API, the Facebook API to get the search volumes. That's not necessarily representative of my actual business so what we've now done is connected our algorithm so the bosco algorithm we've then pulled via connecting people's actual adwords google ads bing facebook amazon ebay all their channels affiliates display whatever else they're doing we connect all of those channels together we pull those into a google big query we then can dedupe all the sales against the actual uh, transaction so we can look at then cost and revenue. Um, and then we can actually present back a single view of all your performance. So that's really the first step. So the question was, well, where's the first step? There is a, there is sort of two steps. One is if you don't have access to the data and we're not willing to connect, we could use Bosco Pro. But if you're willing to connect, we, we need to get all the data into one place so we can actually see a true view of performance. Then if we know what your performance is, and through our direct API and partnership connections with all the platforms, we can then tell you what the potential is in those platforms. And because we know the performance by channel, we can then see the potential by channel and, and say to you, right, well, if you've got a limited budget, you should potentially move the money from Facebook and stick it into Amazon, or you should move the money from Google and stick it into Instagram, for instance. So it gives some scientific uh, numbers and a forecast amount spend this and you, we think you will get that to this level of confidence 
rather than let's spend $10,000 and see what happens. So it enables people to run forecast simulations and models, which then if they do execute those, afterwards we can look back and go, well, how did we actually perform? We for Bosco said we're going to do this in this channel. This is what happened. Oh, we, we like Bosco. It's working. Let's let's do that again. And it also, I think what's exciting as well is it gives a collaboration tool between senior decision makers, marketing teams, and marketing agencies, where historically that's all been done on different spreadsheets or different data studios or whatever, um, all on email. Whereas now, because it's a live dashboard and people have got it in their pocket and they can actually message within the platform, um, it enables people to have a discussion around, well, Bosco says this, what do we reckon? Should we give it a go? Should mm-hmm. we turn it up? Should we pull it down? And then it and and it can, I think, help senior decision makers in brands and retailers make better decisions or challenge decisions because they've now got view on data and forecasts that they've just never had before. So so I, that was quite a long way to answer the question. So in summary, is you would we would say you need to get all your data in one place. Um, and then we, using our algorithm and access to the to the demand in the market, we can we can then give you some predictions of where where you should be placing your bets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose in all of this, then the the next question often is is well, uh, how do you deal with attribution? And that's probably a a whole other conversation because we're still flabbergasted by the number of companies and brands we deal with. Um, that are still on a last click wins basis because yeah. they've just not got around to organizing and actually looking at it properly. And that, but once everything's in one place, it's relatively easy with the right people and the right methodology uh, to apply some science to an attribution model so you can actually value your investments better. So, um, um, yeah, so that was quite a long winded way to answer the question. But it, it is it is very clear. And I think, you know, marketers that are working for brands and retailers, because brands and retailers is 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 your target audience, right? It's it's you're not B2B. You're when I'm looking at the website and for the listeners, I'll I'll put the, the link in the show notes uh, at Bosco.io, of course. And and there is a five step process that you can take online. Um, and fill out, and, and I think the second step is is selecting your industry, which is mainly um, yeah for brands and retailers, right? Yeah, for the Bosco Connect for the using the third party data sources, mm-hmm. uh, it was just easier for us to demonstrate what Bosco could do within that sector, and also they're often the people spending the most money under the most pressure with the tightest margins. Uh, so if they can move the performance by a little bit, uh, it, it could be very big for their businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's the Bosco Pro side. On the Bosco Connect, where we actually join up all your data, as long as you've got a, a conversion point which you can put a value on, which could be a cost per lead, it could be uh, a cost of a booking or the value of a booking, as long as there's a, a conversion point with a value, the Bosco algorithm will work. So we've been doing some work with the um, Australian Red Cross. We've been doing some to value donations because when lockdown came along, uh, it was really they were they were their main source of donation was people on the street collecting, but they they couldn't do that anymore. So we've done quite a bit of work with charities, understanding 
their opportunity within Facebook and search and different channels. So uh, in theory, any performance channel it can work with. Um, and it also, we don't predict SEO because that's only Google really can do that. But we have some uh, some areas of focus for SEO built in as well. So we look at which keywords you're spending the most on in a paid way that are actually converting, but also you don't rank on page one for. So we then identified this is where your focused opportunities in SEO should be. Because uh, again, that's just something just in marketing generally, I find people just to underestimate and underinvest into uh, SEO still, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, you know, when, when people are... Uh, starting to use Bosco and they fill out the data they'll they'll find that out on the on the website and I strongly encourage listeners that are in these businesses you know go try it out because in my uh, experience this is always a question that comes up no matter if you're if it's like a Vodafone sized company or or a small SME company the question some some at some point will come up how much do we need to spend on which which platform or which channel? So this and this can really help you there. Um, one of the uh, steps, and you already referred to it, is uh, geared toward to where towards what the optimization target is. Um, so it could either be maximum sales or maximum revenue, cost of sales, cost per acquisition. What what is your experience? What 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 are the most successful let's say, uh, KPIs that people should measure on? Uh, right, that's good. So that's a good, so that's, we've actually got a separate discussion often with is trying to help people educate the board and the senior decision makers on, actually, I don't think if you're managing your performance marketing properly that you should have a budget. What you should do is you should get everybody to understand if I give you a pound and I give you 10 pounds back, uh, then we should keep giving, spending the pound. So I think where people get wrong, get these things wrong, is they don't do what I would call is a a fully loaded cost of sale calculation. They they might just look at the media and they might they might roll in their agency fees, but they're not looking at delivery. They're not looking at returns. They're not looking at all the other costs involved in the whole thing, and actually calculating that. And then uh, the other bit. If they do do that, that's great. And I would say you could easily very successfully scale your business by using cost of sale. Or if you flip that around, you could call that ROAS, but uh, cost of sale. Um, And then from there, uh, it's actually reviewing that on a monthly basis because things change. If you're an international brand where you're getting things manufactured in a different country, a currency change will change and affect your, your margin and your cost of sale. So every month, you need to have a model where you put in all your new numbers and it recalculates your cost of sale. And then if we target against that cost of sale and you can then drive the performance based on that. So I think it's two mistakes people make or they don't spend enough time calculating it properly. And then if they do, they don't review it regularly enough um, because that is a a moving thing. All the time, things will be changing. So... um, uh, yeah, so that I'd say that's that's the best sort of way to look at it, and mm-hmm. and rather than necessarily saying I've got ten thousand pounds, it's like if I put my cost of sale in at X, what's the maximum I sh- I should be spending, and how much could we make 
is a better question sometimes. Um, and again, we can we can answer that question for people as well. Cool. So I, I encourage listeners to actually well try it out. The question I I have that actually uh, popped up in my mind here is that you are using predictive modeling to uh, pr- predict the the the, the spend or the yeah the spend that people should have on different channels. In your opinion and your experience, how many companies are already using predictive modeling? Because there is a lot of rumor about it in the market. A lot of people talk about it, but how many people actually use predictive modeling at the moment? I I think it's a bit yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It's like everybody. It's one of those years ago. It was going to be the year of the mobile, and everybody was talking about it and talking about it. That, well, I'm mm-hmm. now showing my I'm now showing my age now. Uh, and then suddenly, Apple released the iPhone, and it just exploded, and it all happened overnight. But it's I think it's the same with forecasting and modeling, and everybody want puts AI in their name, and we purposely didn't put AI in our business name. And you will notice on our website we don't really talk about AI mm-hmm. too much. Um, but fundamentally. It is a level of AI where it is learning all the time and it is predicting and it will get better and better. The more people that use it and more people that connect their data, this will just get better. Um, But to answer your question specifically, I'd say even the big guys aren't using it properly because there's two things. A, their data isn't all organized in the right place, in one place, uh, in a big enough database, in a fast enough database for them to be able to do it properly. or B, they can't agree on the model, uh, or they can't agree on the attribution, or they can't agree on the cost of sales target. So you need to actually have the whole business aligned that we're going to do this and we trust it and we're going to make decisions using it. So I think, it, actually, we, the question you asked before is where should you start? I would say, actually, let's get everybody's buy-in that if we do go down this road, it's a good idea to trust it. And once it's proved itself, and then use it to make better decisions. Um, but it, it's it's a small percentage of, of retailers, and I'd say the people like the ASOSs and the Boohoo's and the, of the world will be. Um, but a lot of the other guys um, are still just looking at what happened last month and then saying, well, we'll just do a little bit more or we'll do a little bit less. They're not yep. trying to predict what's going to happen. They just look backwards. They don't look forwards. And that, that is so spot on to, to what I'm seeing in the market because um, there's a lot of people talking about it. So if you're if you're listening and you're uh, you're really ready to take advantage of of a competitive advantage that that really is out there and you just you just have to grab it and and it, it the technology is there, you know, go visit that website, uh, do a test, you know, uh, or send John uh, an email. Well, yeah, what, what we what we could do with everybody who's listening here is normally you get the, you register for the free trial and you get a month. But if people want to just have a free trial for a couple of months, uh, if they just um, mention they listen to this podcast and, and we can extend it so people can have a proper in-depth play for, for longer and they can really test to see if it works. Nice, nice. That's, that's a great way to conclude this podcast, John. John, I will put a uh, link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes, as well as a link to your uh, website, of course. And I want to thank you very much for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. Thank you, John Redman. Well, thank you very much for having me.